This is Talking Urology. It was a pleasure to catch up with Chris Chappell, who is the Professor of Urology at Sheffield Hospital. And he's really one of the doyens of uh, functional urology and his international reputation. I really appreciate you joining us. You gave an excellent talk on detrusor underactivity, and I wonder if you could give us the highlights of that talk. Thank you. It's a, it's a great pleasure and honour to be here at the USANS conference again. Certainly, detrusor underactivity is a very important condition which increases with age, affecting around 30 to 50% of people over the age of 65 to 70. And it's one of those sort of conditions, unless you actually consider its presence, you won't necessarily recognize it. And it's clearly important because if the bladder's not working properly, then it can lead on to both storage and voiding symptoms and be misconstrued as being either overactive bladder or in fact blood outlet obstruction. So it's very important to bear in mind that this could be present because if, you, if you've got an underactive bladder with storage symptoms, although it's predominantly avoiding dysfunction, if there's large residuals that can lead on to storage symptoms and if you treat it like overactive bladder you could actually make matters worse. Conversely, if it's concurrent with the symptoms of avoiding dysfunction, which is the norm, then you may treat it as blood outlet obstruction and in the male patient if you don't recognize it you may get a less than excellent outcome from transurethral resection surgery for instance so it is important to consider it and how common is it well the the evidence is limited because the only way you can definitively uh, make the diagnosis is with a pressure flow study you can infer its presence by looking at bladder diaries uh, and flow rates and residuals, in particular residuals where you've got a large post-voiding residual, that's if you like a proxy for it. Uh, the evidence though from the limited number of urodynamic studies and then from epidemiological data using f- frequency volume charts, flow rates and residuals would suggest that it increases in the incidence with age and affects approximately 30 to 40 percent of people over the age of 70 and it's often in those people also associated with some degree of overactivity during the filling phase. In fact many years ago Resnick from Pittsburgh described DHIC syndrome which is detrusor hyperactivity impaired contractility and this all goes down to the fact that our conventional concept about the detrusor muscle being the most important target for therapy is in fact rather a simplification. In fact, we now understand in 2017 that the major target for many therapies is the sensory mechanisms, uh, which involves not only the peripheral innovation, uh, sensory innovation at the level of the um, urethelium and subethereal plexus, but also, of course, the spinal cord and the central mechanisms. And in fact, all of our existing therapies work predominantly on those levels, although most people think that they're working on the detrusor muscle. Now, clearly, you can have a completely clapped-out detrusor, and obviously that will be important if there's underactivity. But in many cases, it's in fact a more subtle problem, which is related to ageing affecting the innovation. Okay, so it's common. It can be hard to diagnose. Can we do anything about it if we do diagnose it? Well, I think the first thing is to be aware of it as a possibility because obviously you won't diagnose as soon as you think about it. And so if somebody's got a large residual, always bear in mind it may not just be outlet obstruction but in fact may be impaired contractility.
and that could be related to the detrusor muscle or more commonly due to the sensory uh, innovations and neuroanatomical factors. So what can you do about it? Well, clearly if a patient's got a, an increased residual, think in terms of the voiding efficiency. And you, the voiding efficiency is where you relate the residual to the functional capacity, which is the voided volume plus the residual, which first of all you can't diagnose unless you use a bladder diary. And that's in all the guidelines, although many people don't tend to use these or think about them. Having done that, if you've got a voiding efficiency of 40%, which is a threshold, in other words, that's a residual of 200 with a functional capacity of 500, for instance, then you, you can see if the patient is symptomatic or not. If they're not symptomatic, then it's reasonable just to uh, observe the situation, probably with yearly ultrasound, check the upper tracts and so on. If, however, they've got a larger residual and symptomatic, then intermittent self-catheterization is the easiest thing to do. You can, of course, in the female, do urethral dilation, recalibration, which has got limited efficacy. Uh, and obviously you want to try and avoid intervention less necessary. In fact, the gut reaction people have with residuals is to start catheterization. Often it's not necessary. It's just a matter of um, careful observation in the patient. Does sacral neuro neuromodulation work? Well, sacral neuromodulation really will only work if there's already a detrusor function. And the evidence from the Netherlands from recent work where they looked at this very closely is it didn't work for patients who had a non-functioning detrusor. If there is detrusor contractility, you do get some effect, but the efficacy depends on how good the contractility is. Have you wrapped any bladders with rectus muscles? Well, the, 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 the work which came from Arne Stenzel when he was working in uh, Austria, and he's carried on with a multi-center study, uh, which he uh, reported recently from India and also from Germany, showed that in very carefully selected cases you can get a success rate around 60 to 70 percent but here you're talking about patients where there is uh, a limited neurological lesion and you're talking about an operation which takes six to eight hours with three surgical teams and where you're moving the latissimus dorsi muscle wrapping the bladder also re-innovating the, the, the and, and revascularizing the muscle with microsurgery so it's not something just to be undertaken lightly. So it's one end of the spectrum. Thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you, Chris. Really appreciate it. And we Thanks appreciate Rob. you coming to Melbourne. Now, anything, have you enjoyed your trip to Australia? Yes, I always do. It's great. I've got so many friends here in Australia, and it's always great to make so many new friends. And I must say that we're very proud of the strong link we have with USANS at the European Association of Urology, and we've certainly increased our strong collaboration together in recent years, not only in terms of many members of USANS becoming joint members of the EAU, but the adoption of the EAU guidelines by USANS and our collaborative work together on that, along with our collaborative work on patient information, our exchange program, which we have for the residents, uh, uh, both with European residents coming to your meeting uh, residents meeting and, and residents from USANS coming across to the Europe course. So we look forward to that increasing and going from strength to strength. Fantastic. And that's a great point you make. Our USANS membership does now get us an EAU membership with all the associated yeah. benefits. So it's a fantastic And I hope people will 
come to the EAU meeting, uh, maybe in London next month, but if not, for future meetings where you get the first glimpse of what's happening in academic urology in every year and where we're expecting an attendance of around 14,000 people in, in London in next, next month. And a technical point for the Australian urologist, you need to make sure you've ticked the box saying you're happy to have your details shared with the EAU. So it's not automatic if you haven't ticked that box. So just check that out. All right. Thank you very much. Pleasure.